0: Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women. So please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I have Karin joining me today and she's going to talk to us about her book that she wrote, How to Survive a Miscarriage After Her Own Personal Experiences of Going Through a Miscarriage. So Karen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So why don't you start with your own experience and what that was like for you and what happened?
1: Sure. So um, I... Lost my very first pregnancy um back in 2011 um so my very first pregnancy ever um resulted in a missed miscarriage as they call it um and we or I fell pregnant very unexpectedly um we sort of of course talked about having children um but I wasn't really too sure about it so it's like you know nah, na na. Let's do it but let's not. Anyway, that was sort of was decided for us and I felt pregnant and I felt really personally very unsure about it. I wasn't sure if I was ready, if I could do this while my husband was over the moon with the news. But I was really conflicted and terrified, really not, you know, maybe that sort of happy um, face that. What people would expect when someone finds out they're pregnant, and I was really up and down, just an emotional roller coaster for me, with knowing that I was pregnant, and I was like, I can't do this, and it was really for me, a, yeah, a, a terrifying experience to find out, and um, that really held on for the first six weeks of of that pregnancy, and as it then, you know. Um, Just as I started to get around to the idea of, you know what, maybe I could do this. Maybe I I, I could be a mom. I could do this. Sort of feeling positive and excited about it. That's when things started to go wrong. Um, I started bleeding and cramping around week seven. So early on, you could say, and rushed to the hospital and at that time now really worried that i will lose my baby just at the literally on the day that i decided yes i can do this and this is so exciting oh my god oh I no. in hospital yeah and um so i was bleeding uh, 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 cramping but not like not too much of both for doctors to be overly worried so they sent me home and said oh you have to come back for an ultrasound because we it, it was just not strong enough anything the bleeding wasn't strong enough the cramps were not strong enough um so unfortunately that happened on a friday and then it was friday night at the hospital and i had to wait until the following uh, monday to go for that ultrasound um which Resulted in a very uncomfortable weekend. Um, and the ultrasound, obviously, I was anxiously waiting for it to happen. And the ultrasound didn't really help either because the technician couldn't find a heartbeat. And all she said was it's either because it's too early, because it was early on in the pregnancy or because it's too late, meaning that the baby had passed. Um, but it was hard to say because of just how tiny it measured a bit behind than the seven weeks. So she, she sort of wanted me to know that it still could be all fine, but also it could be all over. So they wanted me to come back for yet another ultrasound in a week's time.
0: And that what a week. Ended- oh my gosh, a long weekend and then a long week. Yes, and it was just...
1: So horrible, because i then I was bleeding on and off, but again, I sort of you know I was expecting passing blood clots and really strong um bleeding, and nothing of that happened. It was blood flowing, but nothing to to maybe i guess worrying in a way, but knowing that the first ultrasound came back with no heartbeat um Made that week really, really, really long and exhausting and draining and full of tears and worries and just not knowing. And then we made it through the week somehow and went back to find that at this ultrasound, the technician still couldn't find a heartbeat, but the baby had grown a little bit. So they Decided for a second time it was inconclusive and sent me home saying, Come back in two weeks for a third ultrasound. And I was just absolutely in shock. I was that that's not the answer I want. Like, what is going on? What is happening to me? What is happening to my baby? And no one could tell me. I was just sent on my way once again. And um, through so another two weeks of, of waiting and worrying and crying and just not knowing what was going on. Constantly, I was constantly bleeding at that time, but again, it I sort of felt fine physically, obviously not emotionally. Um, so we made it somehow again through those two weeks to then finally go to the third ultrasound. Where the technician said, No, this baby has, had passed. And it actually had passed two weeks ago. Um,
0: so oh. that was
1: then the end of that um, worrying, And and, um, and then she was that technician was really nice and said, look, you were actually experienced what we call a mis- miscarriage. So your body is trying to expel the baby, but it can't. So you need to go to hospital for a DNC. So a dilation and curators for yeah, I needed that, that, that help to um, finish, I guess, the pregnancy.
0: So then did um, you go right there that day?
1: Yes. Yeah, I walked back to that dreaded emergency room where I felt like I spent way too much time in and um, was admitted um, for an emergency in surgery that same day, yes.
0: And how did that go? Physically. Oh, it well. uh,
1: physically, it went well. Physically, it went well. considered a routine um, surgery for them, and, and I recovered well from it physically. Um, Emotionally, obviously not so much. That right. was uh,
0: another story altogether. Okay, well, let's hear it. I was
1: a mess. I was... So, you had these
0: weeks, you had a long weekend, and then you had a long week, and then another week. So, this is all just building yeah. up and so difficult. And then you have the DNC, which is kind of the end, but really you haven't been able to process because they were leaving mm-hmm. you hanging the whole time.
1: Yes. And I was, as I was waiting, I was hanging on to hope. Who wouldn't, you know? Of course. Yeah. And so it was, and then it hit me when I. Because when I went back to the emergency room and I was admitted to hospital, I was still in shock from just having received the news prior that the baby had passed and there was literally um, nothing anyone can do and that, um, yeah, my body needs help to um, dispel the pregnancy. Otherwise, it could potentially go toxic and then there would be serious health implications for me and no one wanted that either. Um, So I was just in shock sort of trying to get through that. And then I I remember very well that when I woke up from the surgery, that is really when it hit me that I thought I was pregnant and they knocked me out and now for a fact I know I no longer am. And that, that just, yeah, I just... Ended up crying through the night. Uh, just, it, it couldn't stop crying because yeah, it hit me like all in one big like rem you know. I mm-hmm. yeah, that um, after all of these weeks of waiting and hoping and and yet never give up hope, for sure, that now it's it's done, it's 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 over, and I'm not ready to accept that. But I had to. So that was really. I find it really hard. Still to this day, I find it like a bit brutal in a way, almost. That it's like just, yeah, get them like a massive slap in the face. Right. Um, Quite at the end, still unexpectedly. Maybe I always say that in in your head, you could prepare yourself for the verse as much as you like. Your heart will always hang hang on to hope until it's too late so um and then the heart takes over and sort of rules emotion and and then it's just yeah sadness bottomless sadness at least for me he was
0: yeah I think for most of us absolutely yeah so at what point going through this experience did you do you like to journal do you like to write things how did the book kind of start to manifest
1: yeah, so by trade, um, I was a trained or am um, a trained journalist. So writing comes naturally to me and has always been my way of coping with difficult life situations, either that be that I used to write a journal or um, a blog. And so I would, for weeks though, I would just do nothing. I was just in shock and trying to understand why something like this would happen, and and why why the world kept moving forward while I was just stuck in in this grief and and couldn't imagine a life filled with happiness ever again. And I so at first I did literally nothing, no writing, no no talking about it, nothing. And just one day, I just sat down and I just had to start writing. And at first it was what I call sort of dribble, <laughs> um, not you know, making not a lot of sense and being incoherent, but it needed to get out as well to sort of make room for more coherent, more clear um, sentences. And I just sat down writing about my loneliness that I felt like I felt so alone and unsupported and just thought about if I had to do it again, what would I want people to know about it and how could people support someone um, who has lost a baby through to miscarriage? And that's how it all started. That I, I, It wasn't intentionally like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a book. It was just about I'm going to sit down and just try and write a guide for anyone who goes through something similar and hopefully it will make them feel less alone because I don't want anyone to feel that loneliness that I have felt after my loss so that sort of started it all
0: that's great so therapeutic for you obviously then reaching out to want to help others and did it just at what point, you know, tell, tell us more about what it entails or whatever you want to share about this yep. book, this wonderful resource.
1: Um, I, to answer that, I just have to sort of go back to what I struggled with the most. And the most I struggled with was always wondering if I was entitled to my grief. Because to me, my loss was real and it hurt and it hurt and cut deep. But, to the outside world, it didn't matter, so I was constantly worrying for the for a long time um is yeah, am I just being crazy? am I um overdramatic even because it felt so real like it was real grief to me and um i as I went on, I only learned that yes, indeed, my grief is real, and this is a real loss, and um I really am driven by telling that to others, saying that it is okay to grieve. You should take your time to grieve the loss of your baby through a miscarriage. It doesn't matter that it's common. It's nevertheless your loss and your baby gone, and we need to make sure that anyone gets the time they need to um, process such a devastating loss. And so I really focused on that on my book to encourage and trying to support any woman or any family to first of all own it, own the loss and say, yes, I have lost someone I loved very much and now I need to grieve that loss and sort of also then um, provide provide practical coping strategies because at the end of the day, for me, a miscarriage remains a complex loss because we have lost someone We've loved so much, but never met most of the time, right so there is no for many not no physical memory to hold on to um so I just focused on in the book also to encourage um picking a ritual and grieving coping strategies that work and are tailored so to speak for someone with a miscarriage, making it more real and once more encourage people and women to pick something that feels right for them, be it that they maybe plant a tree or, or the special flower uh, that they have, or maybe they go to the beach once a year and just remember um, their story, their baby, whatever it is that feels right, most importantly, but do it and feel okay and don't feel ever sorry about doing that. Because it, as I said, it is a real loss and it deserves all the time and the grief in the world. I'm
0: just sitting with that for a moment because it's such an important statement. So I want everyone to soak that in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, 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 yeah. So the, the book is basically the base of it is that I do strongly believe and encourage to to and I say sort of own own your loss meaning that just know that your feelings are real and they need to be validated and there is there is no room for apologies or feeling ashamed or guilty or anything this is real and it hit you hard and that's okay and you have all you have the right to go on with it the way you want. And for some, yeah, that might be that they have a yearly ritual or sort of maybe ceremony or maybe for others that is more practical that they maybe end up writing about it like I, like I did or end up painting about it. But as long as, as women don't feel silenced or pressured into silence, that that is the worst that can ever happen. And I don't want anyone to ever feel that way, even though we do. And I do hope sincerely that my book can help them feel empowered enough to say, no, I'm not staying silent about my loss and about my feelings because it happened to me and that matters.
0: It is going to be helpful. I know that. I look forward to getting a better look at that book myself as well as having our listeners read it and what is the best way for them to access that book
1: so the best way that's a good question um mainly uh online order it via my publisher or go to my either instagram page or facebook page to also uh, order it you can google it simple and easy it is available on
0: amazon too um So So I'll have the links for everyone listening. The links um, to the various ways to purchase the book will be in the description for this podcast. That sounds good. That
1: sounds good because I always find it hard when you sort of rattle down www.addresses. No one can follow that.
0: (laughs) Yes. I will put the link below. And thank you so much for sharing your story and the wonderful outcome that you were able to provide from your heartbreak so thank you so much
1: thank you so much for listening to my story I appreciate it